You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is a podcast where we deconstruct these white saber films and recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And we're smoking that Tucker Carlson pack today, boy, because Ooh, <laughs> he uh, right is here. unemployed as of uh, earlier this morning, which is a, just a great time to be alive. Like, what a time. I can't believe I'm would Did you see yourself being here? I didn't. I didn't. I don't know, man. You know, I'm sure security <laughs> had to get all his my pillows out of his office and uh, <laughs> <laughs> walk him down out front. Uh, well, because like they fired him. I'm going to assume he did not show up to work today because the way that it sounded was like he was out. Like they announced it today, but like his last show. But was he was whenever. long gone on Saturday. Because yeah. I just, I, I need that image of him trying to use the key card and it don't work. <laughs> 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 and I'm trying to text somebody I'm, about, hey, hey you know. Let me in. It's me. It's me. <laughs> Buzzing security. And bear. But we've got we've got an episode for y'all today about a movie that I'm sure there's there's probably going to be a hard cross section of people who like this is my childhood. I remember seeing this movie and people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is not a real film on this movie. Like, don't Uh, waste your breath. Don't waste your breath on this movie. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's there, there's probably going to be people who are like, this is a movie? I don't remember this ever existing. But it did <laughs> exist. Uh, and we've got two very special guests to help us break it down uh, from the Girl That's Scary podcast. This is Jazz and Kat. Hey. Howdy. <laughs> what up, what up, what up? Uh, how are y'all doing today? Um, I'm having a good time. Uh, I I was in Miami this past weekend, hey. so I am still kind of a uh, turnt from being I there. I love that. Yeah, yes. So yes. that's that's where I'm at right now. Nice. I'm alive. We stay turnt, and you're alive. <laughs> it is another day that ends in Y. Um, that's the way in my be. mind, it's still last Thursday. I met mm. Tony Todd, so I'm still hey. here. Ooh, in my hey. mind, I'm okay. with Tony Todd. He's a a staple on this podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, the icon. A period. I can't say what he was in because you know they're gonna be at your house later. But I love yeah. them. We're not gonna say that. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> um, well, in the in the spirit of your show, which is which is great, by the way, we love it. Um, mm. You just want to ask this question because I was thinking about it earlier today, and I don't know. Like I, I had to go through the list. I went through a couple different lists just to kind of see like who or what if I was forgetting anything. But my question is, in this current era of horror, we're seeing more and more, you know, black directors getting behind the camera, getting, you know, a chance to write stuff, you know, even like the writer of Megan, you know, black woman, like, you know, we're we're getting into these spaces more and more. But when you look at all of those major slasher franchises and even, you know, like Evil Dead Rise just came out, you know, recently, like, you know, these these films are continuing to get made. These franchises are continuing to go on, but 
we haven't really seen a black final girl in any of these movies. No Friday the 13th, no Nightmare on Elm Street, no Halloween, no Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, you know, usually if there is a black woman in there, they're not really making it that far. You know, again, R.I.P. <laughs> Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland probably made it the furthest in any of those movies. Um, but, you know, looking around, like, you know, there's a few that have kind of gone further jada pickett smith survived tales from the crypt demon knight right uh rodriguez survived 13 ghosts um you know brandy survived um so like we've got we've got some but not in any of the major movies so like mm -hmm. in your opinion what what movie would you like or franchise would you like to see star a black woman um and kind of like in in that situation going up against one of those horror icons whether it be freddie whether it be jason whether it be michael myers uh and kind of have a chance to be in that spotlight that i feel like whether it's a a, a continuing franchise right because you see how you know all those actresses are still living off screen you know when they want to come back when nev campbell's like all right i guess i'll do another one now. another one hey. uh you know jamie lee curtis all these years later getting to wrap up you know her halloween storyline like there's there's longevity in these if you really like connect and, and get in on one. So do you think there's do you think there's a space for a black woman to be in one of those movies? And which one would you like to see them be in? Yes, um, but I have multiple thoughts. You ready? Mm. The answer is always okay. yes, because duh, yeah. we in the space. But <laughs> also, like, I ain't really trying to see my people get their ass beat like that. So I don't really know who if I want like if anything, it's going to be Nightmare on Elm Street because that last movie didn't exist. Um, so if we could just take another, yes, you heard me. So if we could take another shot, at it, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, now, just to pause for a second, when you said yes. that yes. movie doesn't exist, now do, are you including Freddy versus Jason? Or oh, Freddy it... oh yeah, Freddy, Freddy versus Jason. Yes, was, yes, but the, the one after that, the run out. Okay, got you. No, see, okay. you was good. You said Freddy versus Jason. You didn't All even right. acknowledge it yourself. <laughs> there we go. We're the same age. Um, it's over. It never happens. And if if the if the girls are about to get you know tag teaming against Freddie, like I'm gonna really need to see us make it to the end. I mean, but also that's kind of hard. But I'm gonna need to see us to make it to the end. That's it. Because anything else, like no, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I feel a few ways. First of all, I don't want to have a black final girl just riding on the coattails of all these white final girls before her because y'all decided mm -hmm. here damn take this right, in a right. movie that has like 10 fucking movies like Halloween got 10 13 movies Hellraiser got 12, 11 movies at mm -hmm. this point like no yeah and in a lot of these situations the black people what we used to die all the time first but we wouldn't usually what what in what situation do you know a nigga that would open a necromicon and start reading Latin which what? nigga you don't know one. You zero percent of us again. Even Hellraiser, so, like what? What black person gonna pick up that box and say, "I wonder what this does." I'm touching Nobody. this shit, and I'm gonna move it. No, no, thank you. I, I I could see Scream because it's a killer, and you know the killer might not discriminate. It's going, you know, you in a circle with somebody. Now that's that's your life. Or maybe you did something. Maybe you're not a perfect final girl, which I would like to see more. I feel like, unfortunately, an actor who would play. A problematic or not a perfect final girl and mm. she's black they gonna make her she's unlikable first of all sure. most of people are a little unlikable in some ways none of y'all are know what some people don't like you okay <sighs> some people everyone's Speak not fucking it. nice all right <laughs> like this is all everyone's not good and that doesn't mean they deserve to die 
be sucked by a killer. <laughs> they can still be people you root for um, after you see them move a little bit. You spend more time with them, get to know them. But I just feel like maybe a good slasher. So again, Scream, maybe, and it's on their way there because there are there are some Black people in there. Although, you know, I want I don't want a light-skinned black person and i want someone who is undeniably black with black features i don't want no 2c hair pattern i girl let's have some black girls some black people in there that you mm. know that you might have seen in the hair store before like y'all shop at the same neighborhood y'all go to the same rainbow i would like to see one of those on, rainbow um yes <laughs> uh people be trying to look down on rainbow don't anyway rainbow uh, fashion the same place exactly they go if you suffer from by anyway I just feel like a good slasher or create something good. Like these new movies, these indie movies, even with Evil Dead Rise, although it's an existing franchise, those are a lot of actors that people d don't know like that. They're not as recognizable as Bruce Campbell. You could put people in these positions and there are movies with black girls. Lupita's in a horror movie that a lot of people have not seen called- um, mm, That's crazy. Yeah, she's in a zombie Little Monsters. Day. Yes, Little Monsters. People don't even know about that movie. And she made it. And that movie was fucking great. Okay? I great. love that. I love that, especially as an educator, because I'm like, look at all these like intricate things <laughs> that she's doing. I I just feel like a slasher or make something new and put some put money behind it. Promote it. They don't promote them. They you yeah. you're hearing promotion from everywhere else. And like it tells from the hood did that where they promoted it in black neighborhoods, but they didn't like promote it the way right. they did everything else. No, put money behind some new black projects. Thank you. I don't care if you got to put a notable name on there to get it to sale because you know people, they don't watch stuff unless they know people. I put Jordan Peele on, give him some money. Yeah. Give, give, put some people we know and let call it a day. Give us a new one. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Message! Right. I mean, I feel like that's very... <laughs> uh, <laughs> all of that, all of that, right? And I, and I especially think that when you look at... Um, just the way that Hollywood will oftentimes do, you know, charity diversity, where it's just like, hey, y'all are y'all are part of this now, right? Like we well, we need some of y'all to be in, you know, these <laughs> Hellraisers or these Star Wars or, you know, these like big franchises. You're not gonna do anything. Like, I'm forgetting the actress's name. She was very good, but the black woman they put in the newest Jurassic Park movie, I was just like for what? what well, DeWanda, DeWanda Wise yeah, from, uh, you know, she gotta have it. She was great, but it was also like, you could have been anyone. They just kind of threw you in anyone. movie because they needed to have a black person in that movie, I guess. Exactly. So, you know, like, I, I a thousand percent agree, Jazza. If you're going to put us in the movie, like, don't just throw us in the movie. Like, let a black person direct the movie. Let a black person write the movie. Like, have something in there. Because they, strangely enough, tried to do that with some of the purge films where they just became like very political movies and all of a sudden it's like look at all these minorities like battling against these crazy white people when the purge happens because i think somebody said you know what if this was to really happen you know who'd be wilding the fuck out white people <laughs> white people would just be going crazy and black people would have to defend themselves from you know mm -hmm. all of this wild shit so like you know they they've started to inject some of that into some of the the lesser franchises for whatever reason. Chris Rock decided he wanted to be in Saw and got that made, which is a very bizarre choice. I don't know why he thought Samuel Jackson could play his father. That was also a strange choice. I supported that. Rude, choice. Honestly, I support rude, no, 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 no. I supported it's disrespectful. That you support I, that? Yes, 
Because first of all, it's Samuel Jackson. I don't give a fuck who mama or daddy you made him. I I was just happy that Samuel Jackson is in here. Um, and he I think he does drop a motherfucker. Now yeah. I that was my least problem with that movie. There are so many other problems with that movie. Was it Chris Rock's was- uh wig <laughs> in the flashbacks? <laughs> Uh, it was losing it. It was his comedy. <laughs> All his none of his jokes was hidden. His and little I was jokes, just saying, well, yeah. That was that, me. That too. Yeah. <laughs> just stone face. I'm like, you trying to be funny, and you know, I don't even like you like that. Like, I already don't even <laughs> like you like that. But now it's just like you, and then you want. I don't like the black trope of a cop. Like that's a trope in horror. There's always mm-hmm. some black cop. Black and, cop. Right? What's up with yeah. that? I and I know I know that there are black people that cops. I get it, but I'm tired of y'all making black people authority figures for white supremacy in these movies mm. and in making them firefighters. In yes. horror and fantasy movies, even like Loretta Devine, like you got all these people. I'm security. Yeah. I'm the cop. I'm the police. Yeah, girl, I'm tired. <laughs> Why can't it just be the professor or some or the therapist? That's right. a, a one too. But no, I, I, Chris Rock makes choices, so there's that. He does. Uh, well, he, he just wants to make choices lately. I, he's, he's made a lot of choices. You can uh, give your opinion on whether or not they've been good choices, but he is continuing to press that button. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's, let's transition into our movie this week, which is a movie, like we said before, some people may be very familiar with it. Some people might say, you're making this movie up. This doesn't exist. Uh, but what movie did you guys choose for us to watch this week? Jungle the Jungle, 1997. And it is a film. Mm. A movie. Who does it star? Motherfucker Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah. It's two time, bitch. <laughs> I, 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 bitch, that is two time. Bitch, you gotta put the comment on it. Wow. Right, right. He's giving Freddy vibes. Taking them out. <laughs> Jungle the Jungle is a 1997 comedy. You can put that in air quotes. Uh, that was put out by Walt Disney Pictures. And basically the movie is Tim Allen discovers that he has a son who's growing up somewhere in the Amazon rainforest. His ex-wife has been raising him for 13 years. He goes down there. Everybody suddenly decides that this child should go back with the man who clearly didn't want to be his father and now they're in new york city and he's having to navigate fatherhood uh with a a white child let's be very clear who is this child is very uh, white and is walking around barefoot in a loincloth in new york city uh just up to shenanigans a lot, uh, a lot of, a lot of them barefoot on the street. That was yeah. terrifying. In the airport, in the airport, you in the airport with you no shoes. Can before, you though. even? Can you even? But can you even get on the plane with no shoes? Well, you know, it's ninety-seven. They yes, could do a can. lot. They just threw yeah. him on the plane. He was white, so I know they didn't even care about a passport. They was like, "Oh, you belong here. Get on the plane. That's fine." Not only did he get on the plane, apparently, according <laughs> to the movie, he peed on the exit door he and they on the just door. continued to let him. He didn't there. have to go to security or nobody when they landed. There wasn't a no. problem. Listen, he actually came and sat down and had grapes. Yeah, <laughs> my nigga was living a life of luxury after urinating on his flight. Bro, you'd have got on a no fly list so goddamn fast. It's before you even would have whipped it out. Just they excuse me, me out the plane. They would have zip toed tied your ass. You in zip the back. Mm-hmm. 
well, this this movie is directed by John Pasquane, who is a noted Tim Allen collaborator. Collaborated with him on all of Home Improvement. Uh, collaborated with him on. He was the director of the Santa Claus, the first one. He is the current, you know, co-executive producer of Tim Allen's I Think show that might still be happening, Last Man Standing. I don't know if that's still a TV show that exists. So they've been collaborating for a long, long time. So it's and like the white know, version of the Denzel fight collaboration. Is that what was going on here? The alabaster version of that. Make that comparison. You are free to do so. Um, <laughs> but it is it is interesting to note that this is not just a movie, but it is a remake of a film, a French film that came out in 1994, which was called Little Indian Big City. And not only that, it was a movie that Disney then purchased and then like dubbed over and released in America to critical failure, but then decided <laughs> to double down on it by making this movie, which is literally the same movie they had already released, but now it just has Tim Allen and Martin Short in it. So, uh, you know, they were like, look, y'all are going to get this <laughs> cultural appropriation, whether you want it or not. Like, this is what we're going to do uh, for four years in a row. I mean, it's very confusing that. Yeah. A movie Spent multiple years on this project. <laughs> but I guess they win because the budget was $32 million, which seems crazy to me. Uh, and then the <laughs> box office was $59.9 million. So they made money okay. on this movie. And it's still uh, it's still streaming on Disney+, Plus, which is where I watched it. So, like, nobody seems to have have any shame about me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this is it. This is definitely the most shameless one of us. One of the most shameless '90s Disney live action films that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Now, I haven't seen them all, but, but I, Disney was wild. Said, Disney was wild, but not like this. Not like nice pooch pooch or whatever he yeah. said. Pushy pushy, you mean? Yeah, pushy pushy. <laughs> wow, well, I was not uh, ready for that actually. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, go ahead, Kat. No, no, I, I was about to say, I I just Googled, like, what other movies came out of March of 97, because I could not remember. So, March March 21st, um, Liar Liar came out. Jungle okay. to Jungle came out March 7th. Private Parts. Oh. I remember this shit. Oh, yeah. March yeah. 7th. Howard Stern yeah. biopic sort of, mm -hmm. but also, like, it's also with Howard Stern in it, yeah. and it takes place yeah. in the present day. Oh, yeah. All that uh, mess. That meta-ass mess. And then they took it back and was like, Star Wars Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back, Special mm -hmm. Edition. Special Edition. On February 21st. So, this essentially was the only child or children-based movie that came out that month. Um, If you want to call Liar Liar. I mean, I know kids were seeing Liar Liar, but... Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. So the nineties was a time, and then get on the airplane pre nine eleven. You yep. can do whatever you want. You saw how they was just walking people up to the door. See you later. I ain't seen that <laughs> yep. shit in a long time. No. <laughs> you can't even bring juice on the plane, girl. God damn, no. they was like, mm -mm, you can't bring no. juice security. Okay? I can't, no. even, girl, I can't even bring no full size lotion in here. I <laughs> got the lotion this big, like, bro. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta lather up before you get to that, uh, <laughs> that where, line. Where you get me going? <laughs> um, Jazz, did you want to say something? Um, uh, I was just going to say that. 
I feel like the nineties or Disney has a history. Like this is almost like on brand because this is also oh, yeah. light. This is light work. Disney. I remember. I remember those cartoons during the war, girl. The North remembers, <laughs> and I mean, I'm the North. You were all the all the little. And there's so many racist stuff that they did. Even like in was it Dumbo or was it um the Jungle Book? So, I mean, probably oh, yes. both. Yes, but yes. all this. Yes and yes, yeah. but all this racist stuff that. Yeah, so I'm like, this is it's on brand. No, this is on brand. You just you you double down. You thought this mm -hmm. was gonna hit mm -hmm. because you thought it was funny as a pasty white person, probably someone palm colored who is reading Dilbert comics. They probably yeah. was like, Yes, <laughs> this is this is the height of comedy. Maybe it didn't work because we dubbed it. Because a lot of times I we learned that American people do not like foreign films and they will not read subtitles. And read. I I can't hear, so it's I have to read. Yeah. They're reading what they <laughs> just like that. Um, but that might be right. So they probably thought, oh, that's why it failed. No, it's just not a good concept, friend. It's not no. a good concept. And they was like, we're going to release it again. But Tim Allen had the backing enough, you know, again, enough, enough Lowe's dads was like, oh, I can show my son Timmy this. I sure can <laughs> take him to the movies. Goodbye, VHS. Yes. You Lowe's know, Bobby. A lot of a lot of divorced dads took their sons to see <sighs> Juggle the Jungle on on their just weekend. to see their lines reflected yeah, back at like, I know exactly where we're going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I will I will do my best to get through this synopsis in five minutes. Um, Cameron, if you if you want a time, feel yes. free. But yes, we'll, I got we'll it. We'll see if I got it. I feel, I wrote it down this week. I feel like I got it. We'll see what happens. Okay. I like that we get into the habit of writing them down. We got to, we got to start. We got to get into it. Uh, <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Three, two, one. All right, Jungle the Jungle. We start out in the Amazon, much of the same way that we started out in Central Africa, and Ernest goes to Africa, where it's just oh. like we're here <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> and we witness this white child climbing a mountain for no reason at all, and then we just smash cut to New York to Michael Cromwell, Tim Allen, self-absorbed stockbroker. He's really, you know, like one of those guys at the height of his game, yelling random shit to people in the middle of the stock exchange. And he's getting ready to marry his new fiance, Charlotte, who he's decided to wait 30 days <laughs> before their wedding to have turned a, a divorce from his first wife. Too long, if you ask me. Apparently left him 13 years ago to be a doctor to the Panari <laughs> tribe in Venezuela. So he's just he I think he was just like, yeah, we'll get to that eventually <laughs> um so upon arriving in venezuela he immediately uh well he finds out that his wife is like actually no nah, i'm not meeting you at the airport you got to come to me to this remote island that we're at so he gets to the remote island immediately just body shapes this woman for no apparent reason starts in on that 90s casual racism uh just every every other thing out of his mouth is just some kind of slight at this tribe that just living their life but in between all this, Patricia reveals that they had a son together who's now 13 years old. He's named Mimi Siku, or Cat Piss, as I'll refer to him for the rest of this <laughs> podcast. Um, but of course, Michael isn't listening to any of that bullshit because he's too busy trading coffee stocks. Um, but once Michael realizes that he got hit with that that Maury special for real and that he really is the father, uh, he attempts to bond with Cat Piss and his brief stay with the tribe and makes a promise to take him back to New York City when he's a man. <laughs> So, of course, he's a man the very next scene because he goes through the rite of passage and 
I guess Michael just gets guilted into taking him back to New York to get the fire from the Statue of Liberty. Why his ex-wife wants to send his child with a man who clearly expressed his desire to never have children, I don't know. But (laughs) Michael's new wife, uh, Charlotte, or new fiance Charlotte, is also not pleased about Cap his staying with them because she's trying to plan the whole fucking wedding by herself, apparently. But Michael is trying to adapt Cat Piss to city life. Hijinks ensue. You know, Cat Piss is walking out on a 10th story ledge. He's setting his pet tarantula loose like 50 times within a 10 minute span. He's eating cat food. And he finally goes out. He's had enough of Michael's shit. He climbs up the Statue of Liberty, gets to the torch, only to realize that it's not a flame, which you actually could have seen if you just looked at the statue. You didn't have to climb up <laughs> all the way <laughs> to come to that realization. But after, you know, they have a, a brief argument. Uh, Michael and Charlotte decide that maybe it's best if we just send him off to go with Michael's partner, Richard, so we can bang for a week, I guess, is their plan. That's how they're going to rekindle their marriage. Um, But before that, Richard Martin Short has gotten into all kinds of trouble with the Russian mafia over coffee stocks because this is a kid's movie and that's what kids love. And (laughs) he tries to sell them and buy them back. Only for the stock price to double. So now the Russian mafia led by Alexei Javadovich is pissed off and decides they want to get some payback because they feel like they got screwed out of stocks. Um, But before that, Cat's Piss gets sent to Richard's house. So Michael and Charlotte can continue to kind of figure out their lives and their wedding. And within a few hours, Cat Piss eats Richard's pet fish and then starts to put the moves on his daughter. Of course, appropriately named Karen. And he paints her face, uh, gives her the new name Ikumi, and that's very gross. But Richard comes home and finds Cat Piss and Karen together in a hammock, threatens to send Karen to an all-girl camp, even though she's very adamant that she was the one throwing the pushy-bushy to Cat Piss. He was not the one instigating any of this. But after that, Martin Short is getting ready to, I guess, just break down the door because the Russian mafia is coming to kill them, (laughs) I guess, is the implication of that. And um, Michael arrives. There's a whole ridiculous force standoff with the Russian mafia where, of course, the, like, tarantula ends up saving the day. And, like, Michael shoots half of Richard's family with a a dart gun. Uh, But the Russian mafia, I guess, is just they don't want problems with the tarantula, so they leave. And then that's basically the end of the movie because... Michael's like, all right, Cat Piss, great having you here. I guess you got to go home now. Here's a satellite phone so you can call me if you ever want to do that. He also gives him a Statue of Liberty cigarette lighter that like has the fire. So technically, I guess Cat Piss gets his quest fulfilled on the technicality. And then Michael gets to keep the blow pipe. And that's kind of the end of their relationship. Except the movie suddenly remembered that Michael should have changed by the end of the film so instead of actually doing that work they just suddenly decide that he doesn't like charlotte anymore and that he wants to go live on the island with his ex-wife and cat piss so he like has this realization when he shoots his boss in the back with a blow dart uh and kills a fly takes the fly all the way back to venezuela apparently Karen convinced her father to pay for a trip to Venezuela so she could go hook up with cat piss. They're all reunited. And then like Michael and his ex-wife decide that maybe they should get back together, even though I think they fucking hate each other, but not anymore. (laughs) Credits like 
freeze frame on Tim Allen doing a shrug, credits roll, and then there's like a a bit of a uh, end scene for just to squeeze some more casual racism in there so he can like <laughs> make a joke about this initiation thing, and then that's the end of the movie, which is what a wild film and half of what i described is not even like the worst of it uh so with all that said because we got a lot of things to talk about it's gonna take more than a minute um i guess my first question is is tim allen what mediocre white men aspire to be and is that why they like look up to him? Because otherwise, I don't really see what who who's this movie being sold to? Because it's not a kids movie. Tim Allen's first like opportunity to like interact with the culture when he gets told everybody gets to name themselves. He's like, "Well, I'm I'm man with a big penis. Like that's my name." <laughs> and they're like, "That's already taken by another random man who just is like, what's up, bro?" Um, but like there's multiple instances to like just sex multiple instances of like just random uh long convoluted talks of like stocks and stock exchange and like the russian mafia gets shoehorned in for no reason at all and like tries to cut off martin short's finger and murder his family apparently and like this is a disney movie for kids so if you're looking at Tim Allen as the star of your movie, is he's is he the selling point for a lot of just like like I said, single dads yes. <laughs> on the weekend trying yeah. to <laughs> yes. get people into it? Because I know I watched Home Improvement only on the like basis that it was on TGI Friday, so I was like, okay, this is just part of the block. But I don't think I was ever like, yo, I fuck with Tim Allen. <laughs> that's my guy so yeah just what what are your what are your general thoughts and like is tim allen grosser than you remember him being or like just about on that level well this was interesting to watch this movie with adult <laughs> eyes because i've seen this several times i feel like i might have seen this in the movie theaters i don't know but it definitely was like one of the movies that they were showing um like an aftercare or summer camp or whatever and it was just on the tv so that's mm-hmm. fine um, yes, Tim Allen is appealing to a certain section of white men, um, if not a big chunk of them. And I'm on a Google machine. And to your point of like, is it just back then? Is it now? This is all the time because according to Metro Detroit, he's still making them same motherfucking jokes from 30 years ago. Like he literally is going, I got to start with the new stuff, but eventually people pay to see the character they remember End quote, sir, what? Hmm. It's been 30 years. Nope. We got to hang it out. It's tired. (laughs) Tool time is over. (laughs) ABC or a Fox apparently thinks tool time is. It's got a couple more years in it. It's Fox. They don't even Tool time is 7.30 p.m. They're like, oh, we're just going (laughs) to play this right before prime time. (laughs) No. I, yeah. I mean, not even they aspire. They were late. They think that they are them with less money. Yeah. They're not famous, but he's just a regular most times, I mean, he's a stockbroker in this movie, but in other p- places, he's just a dad or, or he's Santa just Claus. a guy. Yeah, but <laughs> he was originally just a guy. You know, he's, I don't know if he started, I don't remember, I haven't seen the Santa Claus movies in a while, but 
I feel like he turns into him yeah, or something. Yes. Yeah. So I he was a regular, regular, regular guy before that. He's just a guy who goes to Home Depot and be doing stuff. Like he's not this person that they don't relate to or they don't know or they wouldn't be around or they wouldn't see him in the store. So they're like, right. oh yeah. He's 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 one of one of us. One of <laughs> us. That's what, that's what I feel like. And then of course, if he's a dad, he's like, oh, okay. And then I don't know what it is but about that kind of comedy where they kind of hate women a little bit. Like they a just bit? I can't stand my wife. <laughs> I hate my wife. Oh, everything the wife says is just like, oh. Like, and I'm like, you can see from y'all interaction why she left your ass 13 yeah. years ago. She is talking to you and you haven't even heard her because you sell this bitch ass coffee. I don't know what the <laughs> hell you in here doing. Just whatever. You're trying to sell something to resell it and make money. You're not even what is your job even? Anyway, I he's he's they 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 they're him. They feel the yeah. same way. They feel the same way as he does. Cameron? It's it's fascinating to watch because it's like these same guys who are just like, you know, going to work, typing on their little computer in their little cubicle, sending emails, blah, blah, blah. So boring, so boring, so boring. And then they come home and think the art of comedy is a tarantula on somebody's butt. Like, that's... Yeah. That's the that's the heights of art for these guys, you know. This is also people you would never catch in a museum or reading for fun ever in their lives. So it's it's kind of tough because they got to go to the movies too, right? <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> you know, if they weren't in power, I would say they could do whatever the hell they want. But sadly, yeah. you know, they already do. <laughs> so. Uh. These movies got to yeah. for some. I mean, this movie got to exist for somebody, and it's it's just sad to see. Honestly, it's just sad to see. Yeah, well, I mean, I I I think it would be fun to just drop some Tim Allen facts throughout this episode as we go on. So the man they aspire <laughs> to be, Tim Allen. Uh, for those who don't know, in 1978, Tim Allen was arrested for possession of 650 grams of cocaine, and six hundred. 50 grams. 1.43 pounds of cocaine. And not only did he get arrested, pleaded guilty, and then proceeded to snitch on everybody. Uh, and so he's <laughs> a grown snitch. He's oh, a rat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Wow. And yep. he got to make movies. He was paroled just after serving two years uh, for having all that wait, coke on him. And wait, wait, wait. Your boy, be... your boy Timmy is a two-year... He went to jail? Convert. He went to jail at the time? He, he, was, he was in the bang for two years, and then he two was like, it's, it's, it's tool time. It's baby. tool time, baby. <laughs> wow. I did not uh, know that. He, yeah. It looks like he represents white men who don't even know what jail is. Jail. (laughs) I would never. (laughs) I just. He's. He looks like he represents white men who think there's not enough people in jail. Like why why aren't there more folks in jail right now with all the crime that's happening in Chicago, a city I don't live in, (laughs) of the neighborhood watch. He is. Yes. But you know what is tattletale. Yeah. Yes, he's Randall, but I feel as though he's a chameleon and. I think white men are good at that. You you are here snitching, you doing crimes and stuff, but this is not what you represent. And yeah. a lot of the people who are looking up to you, they don't have no idea about none of this about you. But even if they did find out, they that was so long ago. He's that was so long ago. I'm not that person anymore. What? He did his time. 
and he's a changed man, you know? Uh, <laughs> look at that Trump shit now. Like, oh, oh like what, what I know, right? Oh, said Voldemort's name. And, um, <laughs> you know how, like, oh, well, you know, he's he's getting locked up and MF is on Fox. I ain't, I don't watch Fox. I seen the clips, though. I did not get no ratings from me. But they were psyched. They was like, oh, he's a badass. He's going to jail. Like, they love that shit. But oh, they yeah. changed. And I'm like, y'all are not well. But we knew that. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about the just the basic idea of the movie. Because, again, Disney tried to do this two times. <laughs> the first time, like you said, they were just like, well, maybe it's just because it was dubbed. So people didn't really understand what they were talking about. Let's try it again with Tim Allen. And... It doesn't work either time, obviously, but like just the basic idea that you're going to take, again, a white child living in Venezuela, bring him back to America. Everything about that was gross. I think the grossest part for me was when he sees Karen for the first time and says, oh, an angel. Right. First white girl he sees immediately. Meanwhile, back on the island that he lives on, we apparently get information from his mom that he's quite the ladies' man, right? So she's like, yeah, have at it, go But those my regular hoes, George. Those (laughs) my regular hoes. He asked him at at one point, why you just have one girl? Yeah, that's... (laughs) I couldn't even... I couldn't even make the joke, for real, for real. Like, when I was listening, I was... It was in the kitchen. It was in the other room. But I heard the joke. And I couldn't believe my ears that, that, you know, and also we're also living in an era of like Disney plus, like be like quick, 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 quit the race over like yeah. a lot of things that happened in a lot of their movies. And they left that one in. Yeah. Goes to show. They so still I mean, think it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, Somebody was thing, like, like, that's good. That was fine. <laughs> like cat piss is so unlikable as a character like what did you guys think of just like his entire arc as like okay fine right he's born there i'm not gonna fault him for where he was born and (laughs) Mm -hmm. like if he's gonna be i'm i'm glad at least that he wasn't like uh i'm not i'm not i'm not you (laughs) my dad's a stockbroker in new york (laughs) i don't have to deal with this shit like at least real quick yeah he was like in the culture in some way but it's the same way that you think a lot of times about i mean just keep it 100 white people born in a lot of different you know ethnic countries where all of a sudden it's like yeah you know i was i'm chinese or african or Mm -hmm. you know venezuelan or whatever and it's like well you were born there right and so technically that's what's on the birth certificate but like when you think about the history of those countries and like the people that live there and it's not even that you're a white person specifically but more so that like the grossest thing about this movie is that you know 1000 percent, same thing that happened at the end of dance of those wolves tim allen said you know what i miss indoor plumbing let's all move back to new york city <laughs> in about a month and all of them said bet let's do that because those people who live in that tribe not that they would necessarily want to but like they just can't show up to new york and just walk around and everybody's like yeah that's cool but tim allen can and his and his ex-wife can and if you put some regular clothes on cat piss like he looks like any other teenager 
So like just that ability to just completely drop, you know, that identity as being Panari, you know, like all of a sudden mm-hmm. he can just be, you know, a uh, gap model teenager and <laughs> just walk around, you know, like it's nobody's business. Because even tell people, you. people weren't even stressing him when he was walking around barefoot in a loincloth. So like once he put on the Tommy Hilfiger, it was like, oh, bet we're good. Like nobody's going <laughs> to. <laughs> I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you this. Know. <laughs> the most despicable part about this movie is like how your boy Cat Piss kind of like gets here and maybe has like a day of I don't know how to speak the language, not really good at this, not really good at like any of this, and like the next day he's like, you know what, the movie doesn't even care. I'm good at this now, <laughs> and like for, forming full sentences, I know the English language. When you when you say uh, what what did he what's the specific word he used when he said uh, I'm obligated I'm obligated yeah. to take care of you fully understood the weight of that word and was mm-hmm. like you know what running away and the full you know the the <laughs> the foresight to just run away in the middle of New York City you can't run away in New York City you don't know but, what's going on here <laughs> but he gets to do that and then Tim Allen literally after that scene gets to walk up to a taxi cab and say. Because because Cat Piss is like, whoa, it's a miracle. They stopped. And Ken, Tim Allen's like, no, the miracle is if he speaks English. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> that that joke is right next to that. I'm like, I just, the, it's head spinning. This movie was head spinning. Just the little, like, sexist joke to classist joke to hella racist joke. Yeah. Sw- circling, circling, circling the whole time. And, like, none of it's funny. Oh. None of it's funny. Who is it funny for? Uh, we know well, <laughs> there's I a certain know. group of people. Uh, but yeah, let's start with Cat. Cat, what did you think of Cat Piss, the appropriator? This is a child, and I'm over it. Like I, I was just so <laughs> upset that that the child was written this way. Like mm. I just. I want to punch Disney in the face. That's always a thing that's happening. Like they they never learn. Like they just keep putting band aids on shit. They're just now changing Splash Mountain. Like mm-hmm. right now. Like right now um so i'm just like um yeah i don't know i just everything that cap has had going on like i did empathize with them because they were trying to connect with their dad um and you're a child so i do understand why you're like you know okay i'm i'm kind of a little eager um to connect with my dad cap is a scammer we already know Mm -hmm. that because you know tim allen would speak a big english and Cat Piss was just looking at him like, girl, I'm going to the water. Fuck out of here. And then go psych. I understand everything you said. So I like that. But <laughs> I was concerned that the baby did, was going to get sepsis because they seem to be walking around, not just Times Square, but it seemed, am I reaching? It was given some parts of Manhattan and, and Brooklyn at the same time. I was like, nigga, you at Utica? Like with no shoes? Your man, your man took a sip out of Washington Square Park. He took a sip out of Washington Square, uh, Washington Square Fountain. Took a sip. Poison. If you've seen any episode of Side Talk on YouTube, you know you shouldn't be doing nothing with your mouth near Washington Square Fountain. <laughs> it's New York. And I love New York. <laughs> but New York is a place. So at this point, like, you ain't got no shoes, you ain't got no clothes, mm-hmm. you just walking around, you ain't get picked up by no polices because you white, so it's, you're just gonna be outside just cooling. <laughs> you don't have no clothes on. Also, it's New York, so no one's giving a fuck that you ain't got no clothes on because it's New York and well, they're outside and, singing the <laughs> And there's that random scene where he walks, they make some dumb jokes about pots and pans being like, 
aphrodisiacs or some weird shit. I really didn't yeah. catch what, what that was about. Totally but he walks one. up to yeah. those pots. Some white girl walks up next to him and is like, damn. And her mom has to like pull her away yeah. from him. You know what I mean? So he's not even just walking around in New York. He's like giving off some kind of energy that people are like, hmm, you know, this 13-year-old child has something going on. I was over it and I wanted to get CPS involved um, because the father was clearly not around. That's right. You heard what I said. The father was clearly not around. He was making really wild choices. Um, This child was not located in any school system for the five days that they were there. They wasn't at daycare. And um, the new mom or whatever the girl, the girl charlotte i'm over her too she should she just should have known oh that's the other thing too i know i'm supposed to be talking about mimi siku aka catfish um but tim allen both of the both of the the spouses past and present they got a lot in common he ain't shit mm-hmm. no well it's it's wild well, he ain't shit yeah he, he ain't shit throughout yeah i mean i i give charlotte the slightest bit of a break only because like she says you went to Venezuela. I thought you were going to bring back coffee. You brought back a whole ass 13 year old teenager. And it's like, even if like he doesn't, it's a real complicated mess that they create because like a, how the fuck are you not divorced after 13 years? Like, I don't care where she is after year one. If it's clear, you're not going to be a couple anymore. Like you got to get the documents divorced. signed, man. You got to get the <laughs> yeah. documents signed. It, it is not even, like, they're trying to make it seem like the only way for that to happen is for him to take his ass all the way down to Venezuela. Meanwhile, Come he has on. a fucking, like, satellite phone. Like, she couldn't have faxed the papers back to you, bro. Like, this is... Right, you a Wall Street dude. You got the <laughs> height of technology, apparently, with you. You got the big-ass uh, satellite phone modem on the, on a Venezuelan beach. Like, you can't get them documents yeah. signed. You can't satellite fax or something. So, 30 days before his wedding to get this situation handled, which this is why I will criticize Charlotte because like, don't get engaged to a man who is one still married and also like has not handled that in a 13 year span. Like that would be a red flag where you say, well, Mm -hmm. wait a minute. (laughs) Well, she messy anyway. She was a, she well, trying to she, do her little actress model thing with a reality show on the side. Like she was That's why. I, that's why I hate the movie though, Come because on. now I have to defend people that I don't like. You know what I mean? Like everybody's <laughs> bad, and so you're like, you have to take different sides. We're just like, yeah, I guess, but also like you're a piece of shit too. So like, I right. can't really. I don't know, Jazz. What did you? Th- what do you think about Catfish? I uh, teach children that age, so I, I be he's a again like I said he's a child. He's not really at fault for most of this because he's this is his upbringing. Like he had no choice to be born. He had no mm-hmm. choice to be born there. He had no choice to have no white ass parents who decided because the thing is we talk about culture and yes he grew up there but your parents are not from here. They are plants. Mm-hmm. Okay, your daddy never didn't even know you was existing, and your daddy is literally some yuppie in New York and just pulled up here now out of nowhere who complains about everything that is about your culture has no idea what's going on. So you you are of the culture, but you're not one of them for real, for real. So it, it, it. it's not his fault, though, that he's not one of them. He thinks he's one of them. He don't know. But also, he's a teenager. No one's guiding him in a way 
that like you're telling him not to do this, not to do that. No one's telling him what to do. No one's going, hey, this is how we use the bathroom here. And so he pisses on things like three, four times. He got to piss yeah. on the plane, <laughs> on the plane before you go, hey. I mean, I understand that Tim Allen don't know how to be a daddy right now, right. I guess. But also, I don't. I didn't find Cap piss unlikable as a child. I just thought they wrote him as like he. I I don't care what he do. He didn't do nothing super bright. He did save the day right. low key, but okay. Because you know how to use a blow dart. In the real life, the Russian mafia would have ate them up. I don't know no, what they're talking about. There's guns been, involved. Yeah. Their bodies are, you know, there's Not blood involved. Not a Disney involved. movie. It's a Disney Not movie. Not a Disney I, movie. The, the bad mafia. guys are going down in this Disney movie. Because it real like the Russian mafia. Girl, you you and <laughs> your son. And they would have flew to Venezuela and saw the mama as well. You are playing a lot of games. Also, <laughs> I just it's it's fine. I didn't like that he gave the girl. We see him giving that girl a pie, like you said, like, oh, you giving the you a ladies' man, you go pull up and see this girl, and now you go ditch all the girls you've been talking to for 13 years. Oh, you brand new. For oh. Angel. Oh, you Oof. brand new. So, you know, I am that that's one of the stuff that I have. Oh, it's an angel on the table. How you know that? Why the angel white? You ain't you ain't seen the only other white person you just seen is your mama. So I don't. I need to know what's going on here. But you, you know, hey, to know something was up. Hey, a lot of the stuff I can't be mad at him for, but I can be mad at his parents. I am I, upset well, with his parents' upbringing. His parents. <laughs> I have a thousand questions about his mom because one, what is she doing? Like she is a doctor but doctor, like a regular she, doctor but like but what's up because is she like a red cross doctor or did she just decide the panari yeah. people needed a doctor and so yes. she went there or that like part. pulled up yes is she where's she getting supplies from because i have a thought i mean we're talking about cat piss walking around in new york with no shoes on is that boy vaccinated? Is he inoculated? Is he just going into New York? Oh, he just like, there. They the stopped whole... him at Ellis Island like they do with all the other white people. And they gave him everything he needed, gave him a bed. And then they just sent him on his way. That's what they did. Okay. Because they yep. just come right across and be like, oh, you need a, a, you need to get a shot. Here you go. Bye. Um, they were fine. That that's I just again the parents, the mom. It, what's I don't really understand what's going on. And you taught him nothing about your culture at all, right? Like you don't know. Like she's nothing. reading him like some Robinson Crusoe book at the end to teach him how to speak English. But it's also like you were doing fine. Well, just need a couple participles. The, the movie ends with this idea that like Tim Allen and uh, Charlotte are kind of looking at each other like I don't know maybe it's like what makes you think this man changed at all over the course of a week I think or something to that extent you know what I mean because again you knowingly sent him off with your with your ex-husband who told you one I don't want kids two right never seeming like you don't talk to each other you don't fuck with each other you know and like just the sight of him being somewhat of a father is enough for you to say well you know maybe we could all be a happy family here but here's the the panari tribe but here's the thing the whole problem reeks of like a problem of privilege right you can't even be in a situation like this where you got the choice to just go down, you know what? I might be pregnant. I'm gonna just go down to Venezuela unless you got money. 
There's no, right. there's none of this unless you don't think that you're going to be fine later. Like, right. you can't just, I'm, what, maybe wh- however months or weeks pregnant and I just decide to leave the country forever, 13 years, I've just been, like, cooling in Venezuela, like, just, you know, patching up Pappy over here or whatever. And, yeah. like, you, you can't do any of this. You can't even fly down to sign divorce papers. This is crazy, by the way. Flying to a whole other <laughs> continent to sign divorce papers. Like, even in that era, it was like somebody in the nearby village got a fax machine where you put in a nickel and get the piece of paper. Like, right. there's no way. And the fact that she even thought to go to a, a village of indigenous people and raise her own son around those people, like, it's not going to be a problem at all. No. Like, it's not, not going to be a problem only... socially, or, like, it's going to fuck up these little indigenous kids' head when they see a blonde-haired, blue-eyed trans, <laughs> trans person. Like, that's not weird to you. Like, if in my family, I woke up, like, on Thursday, just me regular, I'm cool, and then on Friday, I had a new brother, and my brother's name was Garth or something like that. And I just got to, me and Garth are kicking it for like the entirety of my childhood. No, there's problems here. I'm confused. And none of them were confused. That's my confusion. You know what's more confusing is apparently that manhood thing that he went through was in order for him to be like the next chief of the tribe. And I was like, brother, what you mean by that? That he's going to come back? (laughs) Come on now. No way. The better man the tribe. This brother does not look like us. This brother does not belong. Not only that, you know 1000% that Cat Piss is going to apply to Harvard on a minority scholarship claiming that he's Panari. Ooh, you, know, <laughs> you know it. You know the next year he was like, you know what? My whole and life then, been an exchange, exchange student situation. I'm, I'm worldly, baby. You want this. Talking to the girls on campus, like, yeah, you know, I grew up. On a remote <laughs> island, <laughs> bro. He blowing darts at flies, trying to poop. Look at me. That's the yeah, first you date. See, you seen this? You seen this girl? The first date, he brings out a tarantula. Uh, hey, baby, it, it ain't gonna bite, but not. I might. Let's talk about the tarantula. Too much tarantula. Tarantula is like fifty percent of the movie and fifty percent of the humor, supposedly, because like it just they keep pulling it out. So much so that it is literally the deus ex machina in the finale of the film. Like, not only does it get on the Russian mobster's head, but apparently he's so scared of spiders that he's not going to come up the next day and just spray the house up. He was like, move the operation out of America. We're done. They got one spider, guys. I don't know if you've heard about this one spider, but a little indigenous white boy scared the shit out of me with with a dart. And a spider. I don't know if you've heard darts and spiders, but uh, I think we need to stay our asses here in Russia. Man, they would have burnt that house down. Burnt the whole building. They would have burnt the whole building. It's not arachnophobia. It's not a billion spiders, bro. It's one spider. And also, most tarantulas are peaceful. Tarantulas don't even be squaring (laughs) up like that. Like, even though they're big spiders... Because I'm not like afraid of spiders, but tarantulas are usually harmless, mm-hmm. and they're not moving that fast. That tarantula was literally bucket on people, like he was yeah. running a 100 yeah, print. Yeah. He was like, "Hey, I was like, hey, hey." He did juke out Tim Allen on the beach, <laughs> Bruh, Literally forced him into the water. I was like, "How you get? How you get your ankles broke by a spider, bro? I can't believe it." Well, I, I, who who was giving you a bigger run for your money, the spider puppet or the Coco the cat puppet after 
he shot it and it fell asleep because it was like you're not even trying that is a stuffed animal that tim allen is just like shaking around the screen for what feels like five minutes that went uh, on guys <laughs> that that guy he, he was doing that and it was like this is the goal we printing the money right here this is where it's at and it's like bro just put the spider or put the cat down on the couch it's asleep cats go to sleep like what she's not going to be all of a sudden suspicious that the cat is like curled up on the couch dog like, i honestly thought really it would have just... been funnier if he just like left it on the kitchen table and just said she sleep <laughs> that would have been like i would have i would have gagged I felt like that bit went on for a little too long. To be quite honest, yeah. I was just like, mm, it was the it was the puppet spider for me. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah. I actually <laughs> chuckled because I was like, damn, he's getting his ass. about to eat his ass up. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> I already knew because I seen. It. I was like, damn, it's not happening. But I like that part. That puppet was giving that puppet spider was giving him that work. That cat just needed to mm. go on the floor. <laughs> I um, think all the bits went on just a little too long to be quite yeah. honest I was like because I wasn't laughing like every time that spider popped up when they went to the office and he let the spider loose he was like I'm about to fight the boss so the child's like oh yeah I'm about to <laughs> spite it out so the spider can beat your boss ass so I'm gonna help you win gang gang so I fucked I, that's what I said I'm like I fuck with gang gang he just got here he's like yeah I'm about to kill for you like okay he's fine but also <laughs> The spider was literally like he had to scream and get it out. But I'm like, what is this? You're watching the spider cry for as he's yelling, and we all know we as the viewer know that yelling makes the spider get angry. Which I don't know how realistic that is. That sounds like bullshit. But fuck it, it's the the movie rule. We we're seeing the spider. We seen him in the car. He just pulled him out yeah. in the car two minutes ago. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of bits that go on too long, here's another Tim Allen fact for you. Uh, a quote from 2013, where Tim Allen claims that he's been using the N-word in his stand-up regularly for years and says, if I have no intent, if I show no intent, if I clearly am not a racist, then how can nigger be bad coming out of my mouth? And then well, goes on to say that well, the phrase the N-word is worse to me than nigger. <laughs> no! Oh, wow. Your boy is spicy. Your boy is wow. he wilding. That's just <laughs> first of that's all. Crazy. How do you think you get to decide if you racist or not with your white ass? Right. I mean, you would have never experienced anti-black racism, so you don't. You're not an authority, but white people think they authority on everything. So he gets to decide himself. Oh, I'm not racist, bitch. Yes, you are. I just saw you. I just saw you with my eyes. You just said. <laughs> You didn't say the N-word. You said the word, and you said, I'm going to keep saying it in my stand-up, and I'm going to make money. And you think that's not racist? Because you think you're an authority. Or some you ain't got no business even speaking <laughs> on. I... Wow. Well. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just the confidence, though. Just the yeah. sheer confidence. Right? Because you wouldn't even talk like that. You wouldn't even talk like that unless you know you wasn't going to get clapped. Minutes after you you knew there wasn't a black person for twenty five miles in a in a radius, you knew there was no way. I'm about to go on this IMDb and see the last time that Tim Allen made a movie that had a black person in it that he would have been. Let's like, do this right now. Scene. I really want to do this live. I really want to uh, do this live. Uh, while this. I'm doing that, I have to play this because it's appropriate. And a lot of white folk have demonstrated eloquently that they don't have no sense. And that's, that's right. That's him. Uh, it tracks. I guess Wild Hogs 
with uh was Mar- was who was oh, Martin that? I remember is in that Mar- movie. Oh man. I don't remember seeing everything. I just remember vaguely that movie happening and then it coming on like TNT or some shit. You know, USA, just that kind of movie. That again, white dads who are drinking a, a fresh beer, uh maybe a Bud Light or something. Definitely a Bud Light course. Or like, Budweiser. Mm. They're just here drinking their Budweiser, little Miller highlight. Ugh. Yeah, and they're drinking it and they're watching a movie like this thinking it's hilarious. And they're really, all the characters just hate their wives and they want to do stuff that they see other young people doing or the stuff they're doing big rich people stuff. So that's what they're like, yeah, I'm that person. I got a a feeling Tim Allen and Mark Lawrence didn't talk much on that set. (laughs) I got a feeling. If I I asked Mark Lawrence what Tim Allen was like, he'd be like, he cool. Cause I was 2007, so he still had. I mean, I guess he was saying nigger that whole time, but maybe he just yep. hadn't said it. Do you think? Do you think he ever would have I doubt that. I, I don't, don't think he would have made it upset. That. Or at least Martin Lawrence would have told right? a joke about it. He would have at least mentioned a joke. We would have heard oh. that in someone stand up at that point. I would hope. <laughs> I hope you are not on set jugging, letting these people call you nigger with the hard R. You yeah. get punched like, in the throat. There's this like it doesn't even. There's that's the that's the response it gives. Yeah. So again, that's how did Tim Allen get away this long? He's, everybody, that's he's Buzz a white Lightyear. man. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear says nigger. Just <laughs> so we're all clear. <laughs> and that's why it's fuck Buzz Lightyear. Okay. <laughs> wait a minute. Day. Who all wait? Day. Who played Woody? I need to know who played. I, I Tom understand. Hanks. Tom Hanks, uh, the opposite. Yep. The opposite of Tim Allen. Yeah, literally the opposite. <laughs> Thank goodness it's oh. not Chet. Because I was <laughs> like, hey, hold on. Chet's yeah, a nigger. I had to think yeah, about oh, it. Oh, all day. Probably sure does. does. Sure does. I had to think about Tom Hanks. I'm like, didn't. When Chet Hanks listened to all. When Chet Hanks listened to All Right by Kendrick Lamar, he thinks he's talking about we going to be all right. He thinks he's no, talking no. about we. Yes. We. You don't speak French. Please don't do that. Um, yeah, I I'm more of a Woody, but I'm also a Yeehaw bitch. So I think I just like the cowboy hat. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, fair. Well, well, I guess let's let's just talk about this is a movie for kids, right? <laughs> this is a kids movie. Some would say this is and and like we've talked about a lot of times, specifically with a lot of the Disney movies that we've covered. Like mm-hmm. when you're a kid watching this movie. That's all over your head. You're not really paying attention to what's happening. There's a tarantula. Uh, you know, stock, the kids, stock prices going up and down. Yeah, kids climbing out on the on the ledge of a tenth story building. You know what I mean? Like you're just kind of like vibing along, watching the proceedings. <laughs> but like a lot of the contextual things aren't necessarily landing you. You are connecting with you. And this is, like we say, this is not a new thing for Disney, nor is it a new thing for the 90s in terms of a lot of those movies that you would watch and just kind of ingest a lot of this misogyny, a lot of this racism, a lot of this homophobia, a lot of these other things. Um, so, again, now watching this movie as an adult and thinking about, like, the prospect of pray that nobody's letting their kid watch Jungle the Jungle in 2023, but... But who knows? There could be people who are just like, yo, love love Tim Allen. Let me introduce my kid to the Tim Allen catalog and we'll start the cinematic universe. The beginning. Listen. But like people, as a Well, go ahead. I was like, people got their kids watching Birth of a Nation. I'm I'ma let you know right now. They they gonna show mm, they gonna show the kids oh. anything. I remember 
two separate instances. One opening day of Django, a family brought four children in there, oldest being 13, the youngest probably being like six. And then Oof. opening day of, of It Part 2, uh, a kid sat behind me who I believe was maybe like 12. And this is a movie where a uh, clown eats kids. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, guys. I'm not mad about that one. Sorry, I'm so, I'm sorry because you know I would have been a 12 year old. I would have been a 12 year old in there because I was I was 13 when I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre the remake. I, I was in theater, God. A House of a Thousand Corpses. I was in theater, Sixth Sense. I was in, I saw Scream in theaters. I was six. My boy was a horror fan, and so was I. We were going to see these movies. Oh my God. 13 Ghosts. I saw it in theaters. I was like 11. Like I so, was, I was in the theater. I think I did said, see Scream when I was a kid too. Yeah. With that said, Jazz, what's worse for a kid to see House of a Thousand Corpses or Juggle the Juggle? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> oh God. Okay, but we let's not forget. Let let's not forget that <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses is a Rob Zombie movie. So sure. the things, the jokes, and the things that you're seeing, they're not as egregious as this because of the time, but they are still present. So we're gonna go with Juggle to Juggle simply okay. for the fact that there's not as much murder and nudity and mutilation and stuff like that. That is the only real reason. But <laughs> there's yeah, yes, Doctor Satan. I was I can't believe my mom. My mom was like, mm. she was like, you, what is this? Because <laughs> you know she had She's to walk us in. Because she had to go in there with us because we weren't mm. old enough. They were rated R, so she had to go too. And she was like, "You want to see this, girl?" Mm. I was a thousand courses is a wild one. That yeah. I, I kind of like it for, though. It's for, I, when you were twelve, when you were ten. <laughs> okay, I thought it was scary when I was twelve or ten. I kind of like it now a little bit, but that's really. I don't love it. I can't keep no. watching that, but it's just chaotic. It gives Texas Chainsaw Massacre a bit, and I oh. enjoy, you know, that musty ass franchise. So that's probably why. Uh, but 2003, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre is ingrained, so mm -hmm. that's why I, I think huh. I enjoy some of those kind of movies that are like Texas Chainsaw Family. So that's mm -hmm. why I'm, you know, I'm banging with that. But kids, they're better off seeing Jungle to Jungle, but they would have a better time. At House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm just all saying. white mess. Yes. And all all of them are white mess. You are a hundred percent about that. It's them locks. I'm tired. <laughs> they got fucking tired every time this motherfucker show up on the internet to this day. I'll be like, please, Jesus. I'm tired of seeing his wife in every fucking movie. I'm mm. so tired. Uh. Not with the not with the indigenous hairdress on and the new Jake. Everything. Hell. I haven't even seen the new Jake, but there's that. Well, I guess Kat, I'll throw it to you. Like Jungle to Jungle now as, you know, just a movie for kids to watch. Like what do you uh, think in terms of even like um like the cuz kids movies now obviously, you know, I mean, you got movies that are are trying to pre preach some kind of inclusivity and mm -hmm. diversity and things like that and then you've got this movie that's literally the opposite. <laughs> literally literally Cameron I Real quick sidebar, Cameron, I'm going to throw this to you, actually, because I need to know, as a New Yorker, your thoughts about the scene where Cat Piss 
rolls up on in the park i guess there's just a live performance happening a white drum circle more or less and then in the crowd it's like literally what somebody in like middle nebraska thinks new york is like where there's like a hasidic jew a black businessman (laughs) wait 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 they get them all they get them all because they got alanis no reset and then they got the you know seal before kiss from a rose on backflips and then they got the black businessman there's white dreads white dreads is there white dreads is definitely in the mix (laughs) The woman with bangs for forever. Uh, it's so crazy because it's like, it's what everyone in the Midwest is afraid of. But that is, it's not even that bad. It's more annoying than anything. Like this banana republic that is like formed near the fountain over there. I was trying to, what are the lyrics? Do you, do you remember the lyrics? I don't want to look that shit up. It was kind of like, let's <laughs> work it out is. or something like that. It See, was all like, let's you be can free. Live your dreams, something along yeah, those live lines. Your, the song was, what? <laughs> everyone was, this is the worst part. This is the worst part. Is that, so everybody's dancing in this little drum circle, which is unapproved. Unapproved by New York City. <laughs> we do not, we do not condone this behavior. You will get smacked. Um, they start singing a song and then Mimi Siku, Catfish, shows up and he's like, Dad, dance with me. And Dad's like, you know, normal white man, I don't do that. And he's like, no, I've learned tribal dances, come with me. And they just start rhythmically move, but like, you know, not, not rhythmic. Don't moving. say rhythmic. That's not yeah, accurate. Because <laughs> that's not accurate. He's trying to teach him dancing. This is a white man. This is a white man raised indigenously teaching another white man how to dance in central park he's doing the two-step but there's like three steps it's a lot of people <laughs> that's a this. lot for them <laughs> they was doing better on hairspray and you know the i hate like. music <laughs> that's a girl, you but they were i was like mm, that's all right and there people was around them were just... like yeah go go i'm, I'm gonna do a backflip for no reason and no this, there's like plugged in mics by the way there's like they like they had the setup it was it, it, but it was all for nothing what I'm, what I'm saying is that this whole scene was for nothing because it, it just gave off like it was you have two new yorks in this movie right you have penthouse new york hmm. penthouse wall street new york you know all my wherever i'm at is on the 30th or above floor of whatever building right and then when you get in central park around the the plebes Right. The plebes look like Alanis Morissette in the Central Park Five. Like, it, it, <laughs> it, it, I was literally my jaw was dropped the whole scene. I was just like, "This is yeah. rude. This is rude." Well, then you also have Russian Fish House is the other location. Oh yes, and uh, then Russian Russian Meatpacking <laughs> District. Um, <laughs> the tour of New York that we get in this movie is just just r- mean spirited. I like to yeah. think because this is. You don't recognize that. Do you oh, recognize that? Oh no 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 no! I was gonna. I was also gonna add that I, this movie fails the Blackdale test because no black person speaks to another black it's, person. But on top no, of that, we just I do backflips. Only people of color that talk in this movie are the Panari say something in the beginning. There's mm-hmm. a black woman when he tries to climb the Statue of Liberty, who's like, "This white child's ruining my vacation. Somebody please get him down from here." And right. then I think there's like one more 
Well, like the cab Martin driver, Short's executive is assistant is a black yeah, woman. She yes. says cops she got call three me. lines. She got three lines, and one of them is the cops are coming. <laughs> so I don't like that. <laughs> cops are coming. I'm taking the rest of the day off. So yeah, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cab driver, I think, mumbles something in a language. Oh, I didn't. Want, you know, I listened to that. You know, I ran that back, and it was uh, I beat my beat. We didn't think, like that. We didn't like that either. I think that's all of the people of color who talk in this movie. Mm. In a movie about indigenously raised white people. Yeah. And so, Won't you like know, it. like, because they barely, they barely talk to the Panari people. Like, Tim Allen spends most of the time cracking jokes on them or at their expense. And, and they I, repeat, like, a, a lot of English words, like the hello you yeah, who showed up yeah. on the phone. Right, little sexy lady at the front, which is like a inside joke, little gross inside joke. Uh, I guess they're just really horny, is what we're supposed to get from that. Uh, That And then (laughs) disrespectful. Yeah the 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 chief speaks to cat piss, and then I think I forget her name, but the indigenous woman that's helping the ex wife. Maybe said something, but she's also there to be a joke because she is not a white woman. So, <laughs> not not looking good for us in this movie. Um, but if we go to the behind the scenes uh, and look, this is what this is what this movie is. I got my behind the scenes from the movie surfers from the Disney Channel. <laughs> because that's oh my what they had for us that's who did you did you dust off did you dust it (laughs) off like the rosetta stone i guess so which it's wild because like the i mean obviously it's a thing for kids watching the disney channel you're not going to get any real information there but (laughs) uh our boy sam huntington again introducing sam huntington as cat piss in this movie stuck around for a minute apparently in the movie, when he's running around New York barefoot, they made rubber, like, casts for his feet. So he's wearing rubber feet that to was run nice around was nice New York them. in. You know, the broken glass everywhere. <laughs> People pissing on the streets and they just don't care, you know? like it... Act like Appar- you know. That's all I'm saying. Apparently the spider was real at some points because they had a spider handler on set to like direct the spider to do certain things but i think what's what's more interesting is this original film uh which an indian dance la ville or an indian in the city or the american title little indian big city and it's basically the same movie. I mean, I think that's really what's so confusing about this is like the movie is kind of beat for beat this original film that did not do well. It did well financially. Um, it had a budget of five point three million and a box office of seventy point five million, which is what a come up of that. But <laughs> it got to America because it had been dubbed. Roger Ebert gave it zero stars and called it one of the worst films ever made. And Let's he detested go, every moronic minute of it. Uh, he was annoyed by the awful dubbing and the writing and just the perceived terrible humor. Um, and if you, he, said, he wrote this review for the Chicago Sun Times. If you 
under any circumstances see Little Indian Big City, I will never let you read one of my reviews again. So <laughs> that's the heat that he had for the original. Roger had the the trigger fingers, though. He was just like, yeah. I, I love him. Cisco love also him. wasn't having it, saying that he felt hoodwinked into pain to see a totally unprofessional movie. And then when they finally got into it on their uh, like show itself, like they totally trashed the movie. I think I think Ebert went to go see it and like the reel stopped, you know, so like he had to go back and finish the movie. And I think that annoyed him even more. Uh, so what do you think those two gentlemen had to say about this movie after it came out for real, for real? as jungle to jungle well they gave it one star <laughs> so it's a it's one step up from zero stars <laughs> um also said it was one of the worst movies ever made one of the worst movies they've ever see, ever seen it's lame brain boring predictable long slow and at least that the french version was memorably bad and jungle to jungle was just forgettable um oh. so oh. like critically this movie is not getting any love and we're going to go around to all of our aggregate review sites to see if you guys can guess what jungle the jungle is currently sitting at on imdb on rotten tomatoes and our favorite amazon.com so starting on imdb cat what do you think jungle the jungle currently has okay so i'm the worst because i actually know it um So I'm going to just be like, you know, it's one of my favorite numbers. And it it fell into where I guessed. So for IMDb, like, I gave it like a five. And and, and that was it. That at Rotten Tomatoes score. Jazz, what do you think? Woo! Mm. Uh, I, too, am terrible because I I looked at the scores before we started. Because I was like, I had never looked at, you know, I wouldn't look for this movie. But they're abysmal. And I agree. Um, because there's movies, no, because fuck Rotten Tomatoes, because there are movies that like Ghost Ship got like a less, a lower score than this movie, I think. Ghost Ship is a superior what? movie. Yes. You <laughs> Ghost Ship has that dope about. opening with the, with the wire. Yes. That the is what yeah. can do. 20 points by mm. itself. Okay. At least a 20% for that opening scene. But with, no, with that. With that. it's less than that. Uh, there's a few horror movies that have scores that are in the single digits. Mm. Um, and of course we know about them like Urban Legends Uncut, like the, the second one, the second Urban <laughs> Legends movie, uh, with Anthony Anderson in it, that definitely has like a nine percent on Rotten Tomato. And I'm not gonna tell you let you know, but Cat knows I hate that movie mm. because there's a scene in particular. I would rather watch that than Jungle to Jungle. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I feel like I was a little too harsh on that movie now while I watching Jungle <laughs> to Jungle. Um <laughs> It's a well, solid, you can have 10%, I guess, girl. Yeah. Cameron, what do you think it has on uh, IMDb? I did not look, uh, but I am, I, I just hope the people at IMDb were like, or the people who, you know, surf IMDb were just like, were just as sane as I was. How about that? How about that? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say two stars. Well, it's 5.2. <laughs> That's too much. That's way too much. 5.2? Um, yeah, 5.2. There's It's a weird mix when you go into the reviews, because some people are like, this is a terrible movie that scarred me for life. And other people are like, it's it's classic Tim Allen. Like, love that uh, 
coke dealing snitching nigger saying <laughs> tool time and ten allen he's my guy tool, yeah tool time and that's what he yeah. is um if we move over to rotten tomatoes uh have you guys also looked at the rotten tomato score all right then cameron you're gonna have to guess for us what do you think out of a hundred reviews or a hundred percent rather hundred percent yeah uh currently has Critical like forty five. There's no way it's more than that. Nineteen percent. Nineteen percent for the critic score. Thirty three percent for the audience score. Um, it's yeah. I mean, everybody was killing it. Not many people <laughs> had nice things to say about it. Uh, As they shouldn't. Obviously, you know. Yeah, that's that's the move. But if we go over to our absolute favorite, Amazon.com. What do you think Jungle to Jungle currently has out of five stars? Two. 1.5. Okay. Cameron? Four stars, baby. Mm, yeah. Not actually, five stars. <laughs> wow. This is, so this is the first time I've never you know, they five have five stars in a while. <laughs> yes, I know how Amazon do. We know how Amazon do. Yep. It's and most times it's usually like a four point seven. Most times people actually have like some sense in the review somewhere. No. Five stars for no. Jungle to Jungle, though. These are his people. It's a four point eight out of five. Eighty five percent five Ugh. stars out of three thousand three hundred sixty seven ratings. Uh, <laughs> one review. I have this on VHS and have worn it out. Plus, no longer have a functional player. Worn it. One of the funniest out. movies ever made with Tim Allen. The <laughs> <laughs> crazy plot. Who is this alabaster fool, this alabaster jester on the yeah. internet who has and never that, seen an Eddie Murphy Raw in their entire life? And, and Cameron, that is from April 17th, 2023. So just a few wow. days ago. My wow. man was like, yo, I need this. My man Tucker Carlson is about to go. I got I to gotta pop in the, the, yeah. my VH, my trusted jungle to jungle VHS to bring me some joy. I mean, again, these are... I guess just Tim Allen fans, people who love Tim Allen, who are he just a base. standing over this movie because to to not only go to a place like this and review a movie like this, uh, right. but then to write a review for it. <laughs> says was, a it lot. Tim, was it Tim Allen? Was he Tim, is his name Tim Allen? And look, there's one, two, three reviews from this year. One, two, three, four reviews five reviews from last year like these are you know from way way back these are people watching jungle to jungle now why do we even make movies why does that even netflix <laughs> all you're going to do is just watch jungle to jungle people we don't need art anymore just you got jungle to jungle apparently well <laughs> i know we we sometimes have to to punt on these things but like if we had to remake jungle to jungle can you do it? Is it possible? Is there a way to do this movie that isn't one of the most offensive movies that you'll watch? I kind of had an idea. I kind of had an idea. Let's see mm -hmm. it, Cam. I was thinking, what if it's like a real, like, you know, because everything these days it leans heavily into reality, right? It's all got to be based in reality. In the 90s, we were just making Super Mario Brother movies with Goombas that had, were, were business suits, you know, like, you know... <laughs> 
it was the wild west back then but now everything has got to be like based hyper in reality it's got to be like something that could happen next door to you right so what if it was like like just like a nigerian dude who you know like had a Igbo son that he didn't know about and was like you know let's find out more about him and just the father and son adventures of them living in brooklyn and he's like this is a joel upright this tastes tastes disgusting and what if it was like a little goofy comedy kind of like that and very simple just dealing with like a person who's lived in america for a while versus somebody who hasn't lived in america for a while and it could be just simple like that it doesn't have to be like it could be you know it it could be exploring race and exploring like first generation problems and things like that we could talk about stuff like that because that's literally a lot of people's experience you know like there's a lot of first generation millennials who are experiencing like this crazy um uh out-of-body experience when they get to america let alone new york or let alone wherever they you know end up plopped down in america you can make it even weirder depending on where the story is set. If it's set in Atlanta, it's going to be different than it's going to be set in New York. It's going to be different if it's set in, like, St. Louis or any mm-hmm. other place where Black people plop down in America, you know what I mean? And so I, I just thought that that would actually be, like, kind of cool to have, like, a little Netflix, small, $2 million budget dollar movie, you know, kind of thing where it's sort of a realistic story and something that could be about, like, First generation kids. Anybody else got? (laughs) Um, I would lean into what he's saying where you have someone who had a son. It doesn't have to be, um, please let's not make them super unlikable. I'm here Mm. on the stock market. It could be that the mom is sick or... It could be the dad is sick and or well no, it can't be the dad. Never mind. Switch it. No, you can't just drop a baby off. <laughs> actually, no, 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 no. But um, you know, she the mom could be sick or the mom could be like, you know, I want this is what I would want for them or something, something like or maybe they were looking for each other and couldn't find each other because something happened. Because it doesn't have it could be a comedy, but there could still have some kind of weight to it. You can even explore and carve out more about their characters because we talked about. Uh, cat piss who what art i mean he, i'm not mad no. at him what art child. be real yeah he's a <sighs> child but you could even have this child you can see some of their memories and their point of view and see how they apply it to their new experiences literally a jungle to jungle like not and i don't even know if how i feel about that but either way like you're having this experience <laughs> where y'all have way more similarities than you knew about and you still can throw the jokes in like the jollof rice you can throw because you can have it somebody who's still in tune with the culture but yeah. maybe they went and visited or something and then they moved and they left. So they have some connection, but they're not as connected. And the child becomes their connection. And you know, that could be real heartwarming and stuff. That that could be nice. I like that. That actually sounds really nice. Kat, you got anything? I'm with y'all. I mean, honestly, <laughs> let's scrap Tim Allen all together. Um, because even okay, if we I had like this, like right? That, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna start there. Because even if you had this same same the same shaky ass story, had it sounded out real slow, Lord. Um, even if you still had the same story, like, all right, cool, you discover you're a long lost white child, um, in the Amazon. <laughs> we could have just edited the movie right there. Mm-hmm. You could have kept out, like, omitted all the racism in route. Um, you know, some of it obviously we we just the whole setting is crazy, but we could have just ended it right there and it could have just been you reunited with your family and still getting divorced. 
Now, which y'all on having someone else of color in there, not necessarily jungle, because I, I agree with Jazz. I don't like the jungle to jungle. You don't like the jungle to the number two jungle? <laughs> which Oh, I like the number two. It's about the number. It's, it's the number two in the Z's on the words for me, because that's, that's where I'm at. If you want to add a little chat speak in there, I'm also okay with it. Um, but it's just that I understand that New York is the concrete jungle. Um, but I just, I don't know. Like, I really just don't, something about it. Still doesn't seem you know, the right. racism Cause, part. Cause, yeah, because white yeah, people was like, learned it. It wasn't. They mm. wasn't doing. I don't know. It's weird. And um, the, well, let's call it something else. We have to call yeah. it something else. I'm sorry. The link up where else. they go to the link up and the other, or like across the, the something like some some river or something where they because they're both technically. We made the story up where they're both technically from the same place. They just have different connections. So yeah. you know, something else, just not jungle to jungle from over yonder. I don't know, but something <laughs> else because cross wires. It, Something, because jungle to jungle is shaky within itself. So everything about it is shaky. So just look at Disney, look at Tim Allen, just look at them. This is well within their right. This, this, this is their history. They've been on this yeah. shit. Yeah. Scrap the whole thing as far as I'm concerned. I also want to just <laughs> add in, because you know, uh, we are always using Letterbox. Like I use it to like keep track of the movies I watch. So of course I watch this movie today, so I'm trying to log it. I can't even look up jungle to jungle. I, I am trying with it's all my might. And I'm like, oh, did y'all bury this in the the back? The two made the search. The two makes the search. Okay, I did find it. Because I'm like, there's no way that y'all tried to bury this movie like that. But any other movie, even the T.O., you would have found it. Y'all are trying, you're trying to hide the movie, girl. Because it should have popped up with the first jungle. Exactly. (laughs) You're hiding a child. Yeah, it's the Jungle the Jungle remake. Just Drake finds out he's got another... <laughs> Yo, stop. No. It's over. Thank you, you know so much. What? Yeah. It's been great. Thank you for coming to white people won't save you. We're not existing anymore because OVO just squashed us into the ground. <laughs> I will it's watch everything that, you believe though. Yeah. I will I, I will watch that though. I will watch Drake go like go over there and be like, Well, oh, it's crazy over here. Yeah. I wonder what I wonder what the biddy's like over here in Africa. Mm. Oops. Oops, oops, oops. <laughs> I would say Mm-mm. he don't need to go. <laughs> they he barely need to be in America like that. You're not even from here. What you even doing? Just yeah, no more fake patois for Drake. Um, if Please. We, <laughs> if you're thinking about maybe I mean, trying to remake it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if anybody's coming for another Afrobeat album, I feel yeah. like it, he, he's he, due. He's he'll due. Try. He'll try. He'll try. Honestly, he tried it on honestly, never mind. Don't act like you ain't sneaky. You ain't sneaky. <laughs> I think if we if we try to do it from I mean, because first of all, you know, we didn't even talk about the fact that they named the kid Mimu Siku, which means cat piss, which isn't they're not even speaking a real language, so it's not even oh. like, you know, they're actually translating anything. But does it mean making, cat piss? Cause I, I don't think it's a real made language. It up. I don't think that's it could have been Mama Say Mama Sama Mama that would be better. I was I was trying to look up the Panari people. They're not real people. That's not a real tribe. Uh, there's a there's a tribe that is has a similar sounding name, and I think maybe they were like we can't legally for reasons do that. But like, mm. um, you know, they, I, what would stop Disney from doing something like that? I don't know. But somebody made the decision to not name it after the actual tribe and name it after a fictional tribe. You know what? But, <laughs> it was 10 steps ahead of these niggas on this one because they would have been caught up. Maybe. 
But even that, right? Like his name is a joke, right? Which is in turn making a joke out of the people and the language and all yes. this other stuff. So like, which he does often. Yeah, I would, I would do it from the reverse where the kid is the star of the movie. Her name is not Catfish. Uh, <laughs> um, but they're not a white kid. They're an indigenous child or, you know, just a child living in this kind of remote place that does find out that they do have a relative or somebody. It could be a father. It could be a long last family member, something like that. And they make the decision that they want to go to visit, whether it's America, whether it's Europe, whether it's wherever this is, um, you know, to kind of see if they can make that connection. Because I think the thing this movie doesn't do, right, is like, I know a lot of people who don't fuck with their family, right? Either they're, they're direct their parents or, you know, relatives or other people. And when you find yourself in a situation where it's like, this person is trying to reconnect, because again, the movie is very confused, right? Like Tim Allen <laughs> said he didn't want kids. And suddenly finding out that you have a kid isn't necessarily going to change your mind on wanting kids. Like he could have very easily been like, great to meet you. I'm going back on the plane now. <laughs> None of this is my problem. I just found out about this right now, but I have to go get married and sell a bunch of coffee stocks. Like that could have been the end of the movie. You know what I mean? Like there is no obligation from him. He, the, he had to come because then there's no movie, but like in the reality, like he easily could have been like, thanks for letting me know 13 years later. Uh, sign these divorce papers, which again is crazy that he didn't say, okay, great, got a son. I still flew all the way down here for you to sign the divorce papers, which I don't think she ever signed. They never so, even brought it up. I'm like, why don't you bring him on with the boat? She could have just signed it. Also, you got big money. You could just fly all your lawyers there. Y'all all pull up. You got a witness. You got mm -hmm. someone, a notary. Everybody do it all at once because he has that kind of money. You could get a notary or whoever buy your plane ticket, sign up, do the thing, stamp it off, and send them where they got to go. It's already been sent. Yeah. So you could just continue to do everything else. This was always a part of her plan, though, y'all. Y'all ain't peeped that? I think it was. That's why yeah. I, was, I was trying to figure it yeah. out. If she was not, like... the, not even just a long game. When she was supposed to show up, to the witch call and it was like, oh, she was sick, and he pulls up to the to where they was at. She wasn't no. sick, no, at all. And she and she knew you was gonna come here. She knew the boat motherfucker was gonna leave. They knew all of that. That's why she was like, oh well, I guess well, I'll see you tomorrow. Night. She knew because I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if she and Cat Piss were in on it together. But again, Cat Piss explicitly says, "Will you take me to New York when I become a man?" And then the ceremony is the next day, right? You know what I mean? So it I feels know. like. They were trying to get him in on this, but I still don't know why she would want Tim Allen, of all people, to take her child. She don't have any family. She don't know anybody in America no that could come and get this no child. To, like, do you know what I mean? Like, the and man no I haven't nowhere. seen for 13 years, who I, the last time I checked, was installing the fifth phone line and was not talking to me, is not the person <laughs> I would send my child with yeah. <laughs> to a country that he's never been to you know, for however long Bruh. this is supposed to be happening. So at least it, she should show up. She right. should have went too. That's what I'm like. I don't understand any of this. Anyways. Right. She was like she stayed at home for a week. She was like, he's good. 
Nothing bad will happen to my child in New York City with this irresponsible man who uh, <laughs> will probably just go to work and leave him in the apartment alone, which he did. And that's when he went out to go to the Statue of Liberty. To climb uh, the Statue of Liberty, yeah. But if, yeah, but if you do it with the reverse where, you know, the kid is centered and it probably turns into more of a drama of them, like meeting this person who is, again, either like a, a father or, you know, a direct relative and like trying to make that connection to family maybe it works maybe it doesn't you know like a lot of people i know again have made those attempts to reach out to people or have people come back into their lives sometimes it's a good thing that's healthy for everybody sometimes it's real toxic and it doesn't work (laughs) and everybody ends up realizing why they didn't fuck with each other in the first place and like that could be this movie you know if you tried to to frame it in a different way um, but apparently Disney was so invested in this particular idea that they're like, nah, y'all didn't get it the first time. We got to double down <laughs> with the Santa Claus. To y'all bring didn't it back see the around. vision. <laughs> um, well, speaking of seeing the vision, it's time for us to rank this movie on our Caucasian ranking scale. Cat uh, and Jazz, we have three levels of Caucasian each week. The first level is always shorts in the winter, which pretty self-explanatory if you have ever lived in a place where it's cold outside uh throughout the winter months white people love shorts in the winter it's it's and we need david attenborough or somebody to like explain it to us and like do a whole (laughs) thing because there's certainly a reason for it and it can't be internal body temperature i don't know why but it's not just the shorts it's the shorts with the parka and the and the beanie on top, I have and sandals. Like, I have sandals, sandals. You know what I mean. So like you know it's cold because a certain part of your body is cold, just not your legs, I guess. Um, but this is the level where this movie isn't hurting us. It's more of a curiosity. We have questions. We want to know why you made this decision. You know, like we'll live. You know, we're more concerned about you maybe than we are about us. But it's it's not you know a. a a, a violence or anything like that it's just kind of like a maybe you shouldn't have done this camera what's the second level uh the second level of caucasity is this movie's touching my hair so the the offending party looking at you your hair does something <laughs> that mine doesn't and probably has already wrenched over knuckles deep into your hair before mm-hmm. he's even asked the question and at this point you know the movie is there is a there's a malicious intent, not strong, but you know he was cracking jokes. He thought it was funny. Ha, 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 ha. You might have got smacked, and uh, you didn't get like canceled or nothing like that, but you might get smacked. And yeah. it, it, light offense, light offense. The third level, and boy, Cameron, I I'm I'm longing for the days of Chris Martin singing "Pony Barefoot" like that. Remember those I, days? I w- <laughs> remember when it was easy? Because <laughs> you know, white people they're they're they've they've reached ten and they've never come down. They're trying to get to eleven. They're trying to. They're like, like, how <laughs> how can I break that glass ceiling? How can I break it? There was a lot of things that happened this past week, and it's only Monday when we're recording this. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I, I tried to choose one that was the least upsetting. <laughs> uh, 
So what you got? I, what did you come back well, with? I said all of this, and I think we could all take solace. And again, Tucker Carlson is unemployed as we speak, and Ooh. you know, like they can't just hearing us. it again makes me feel lighter. <laughs> so, but somebody else probably needs to be unemployed soon, and that's one Bill Maher, because again, on his show uh, on Friday, he had things to say, questions, more like, questions. questions to ask, uh, such as. Why don't more black celebrities speak out against young black men killing each other? This was the question that he posed uh, to black people sitting on his panel. <laughs> to Not one black, black, black crime yeah. narrative. Oh, God. And he said, why didn't anybody yeah, talk about that? that? <laughs> yeah. Why, why aren't there, you know, I don't know, a hundred giant black celebrities, giant black celebrities, which... What does that mean? Like what? we love that. And he was <laughs> he was man. two seconds away from letting Beyonce leave his lips. Yeah, he was two seconds away from saying from putting her in his mouth. But he asked, "Why aren't there you know a hundred giant black celebrities celebrities who have the respect of those people?" I know, right? That that, that love that wording. <laughs> uh, saying, who are those why, people? Why are you doing this to yourselves? Why are you killing each other? I feel like it's never addressed. Said more. They got an applause too, which was also yeah. crazy. <laughs> um, and this is again in conjunction with uh, crime in Chicago, and you know, with the new mayor there that he's, I guess, alleging is not going to be hard enough on crime. And so he goes on to say uh, he didn't understand how we're getting to this, how we're going to get this situation in control, but he. Connects it to the issue of poor schools are predominantly black communities. One in three children in America cannot read at a basic level of comprehension, he said. 85% of black students lack proficiency in reading skills. We already spend a lot of money on schools, so are you going to keep telling me more money will fix this? I feel like this is much more connected to the problems of people who can't read, he continued. Which, again, Bill Maher seemingly not understanding, I don't know, redlining, I don't know. The fact that Chicago Resources. Yeah, had to close, like... 50 schools in the last like 10 years where we know where their schools are getting shut down at not in the white neighborhoods in the black neighborhoods where these kids now have to ride buses across town to go to just not a private school or you know just a regular degular public school and so he's just really lucky he didn't have a real one on the panel that night he would have like sliced his head off like you know he lucky like Talib Kweli wasn't there to be like, do you hear your stupid ass? <laughs> yeah. Well, Bill Maher of I slept with a black woman, so I could say nigger, right? Right? Oh yeah, um... I forgot about him. Don't don't forget about him. Never forget. Never forget. Um, so this is the level where you know exactly what you're doing. There's no questions about it. You're not hiding anything. You meant to do harm. You hope to do harm. And like, there's no looking the other way and saying, "Well, maybe we took that out of context." No, there it's in proper context. You said what you said. You meant what you meant. So, out of those three levels, what do you guys think? Jungle to jungle. <laughs> gets oh, on oh. our ranking system. <laughs> it's level three because you got Tim Allen in here who say we just talked about him saying nigger off rip. You you get a immediate level two just for featuring this motherfucker, just for him being in the credits as a producer or anything. And you got him starring like he's supposed to be this hot guy. Like y'all put him in a loincloth trying to make talk about him well and down. Girl, fuck you. Anyway, y'all got him in here. That's a level two off rip. But then the fact that you made up an indigenous tribe, you made up what you thought were someone's rituals, you made up a whole bunch of shit. Then you put, you know what? 
no you 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 yes th- level three level three defcon defcon three we're here hmm. I, i'm gonna say three as well i'm i ain't even gonna hold y'all it's all of the options actually <laughs> and this is the funniest shit i've heard all day <laughs> you look at the picture and it's already section one. What what the hell is going on in here? And he, as the movie progresses on, when you hit play, you immediately escalate straight to section three. Um, woo child. Also, y'all are fucking hilarious. I have been <laughs> screaming <laughs> over here, and my neighbors only hate me. It, it's likewise though, y'all. Yeah, um, we're stitches this whole episode. Cat, <laughs> okay, you're <all> right. <laughs> I am losing it. I have to keep muting myself. And try not to laugh as hard because now I've made it hot and I'm gonna sweat my press out and I don't have time. <laughs> but I'm losing it, so it's all the sections, but three, but all the sections because mm. the shit yes. was crazy simultaneously, yeah. like all at once. Somebody's touching your hair. Somebody is saying, "What about black on black crime?" And then someone is also sitting there um, talking about BLM in their matter. I mean, in their like bio, <laughs> like that's what they're doing all at the same damn time. Cameron, I, I don't want to assume, but what would you give Juggle the Jungle? <laughs> well, first off, I've never heard. I, was, I, I think you're the first person to say it's all three that escalate from one to the other as the movie goes on, because it's actually like full on that. It is yep. that. I mean, Tim Allen obviously would just went to the school of comedy, Bill Maher School of Comedy. So, you know, he's, he's well acquainted. I mean, yeah, this movie is just deeply stupid mm-hmm. and like not inventive at all which is the worst part by i mean people get to make movies you get to be creative and you you did literally the opposite you were just mean-spirited this is this is bill maher wearing shorts reaching over into my hair while he schools me while he mansplains to me while he blacksplains to me about violence in chicago like this is the whole thing this is the whole present wrapped up you know, yeah. like he's. I didn't know Tim Allen comedies were like this, and mm-hmm. like this man was like, "No, I want to, I want to concentrate what I got to say in this one. I want, I want the orange juice concentrate. I want the little frozen tube of orange juice concentrate of my comedy into this. <laughs> just add water for ninety minutes. This is this was really bad, hard to watch, not funny." just it's not quite burn every copy but it's like unfortunate that it does exist Mm. though yeah um yeah i will say i mean first of all for bill maher man shut your bitch ass up that's right Uh, you get that you can get you can get these hands you know we we keep letting him hang around i don't know like him and michael rapaport exist in this strange space where like i don't both those niggas think they invited to the cookout too which (laughs) is the worst part they they think they already got their ticket like they They cannot get a plate no deviled eggs for you i'm smacking plates out the hand no meatballs (laughs) no pasta salad nothing bill maher's like i bought the potato salad he's like you can bring it right the fuck back to your house what the fuck no how'd you get the address yeah, Ew. who told Who's you? They need to leave people. They need to leave too. Whoever brought you here, exactly. they're not invited either. They can't. That's they're not invited. You slept with. That, they're so, not invited y'all to that cookout. To that cookout, I don't even no. know if I want to go. Well, yeah, they can go to that person's cookout, they and then the rest cookout. of us will go over to the real cookout, and they can eat whatever. 
dry cornbread they brought <laughs> dry cornbread and raisin <laughs> potato salad how you eat how you invite people to the cookout if you would go to their family dinner and they gonna have you sitting in the car eating your plate y'all know what i'm talking about i'm tired yeah. every fucking time <laughs> okay you're sitting in the car eating your dinner plate because your family keeps calling you a nigger bro i can't right. well and you know at bill maher's cookout or at tim allen's cookout like that's just fast and loose he uh, just they just think they can call me ask me hey what's up what up boy what up brother no mm. you, you roll up to bill mars cookout who are these niggas <laughs> hey no first of all as soon as you come in they're gonna think you're the help and if you like for, they're gonna first think you work there oh you must be somebody you're a chef or hey take this glass they yeah. gonna start handing shit to you. you you're funny. clearly dressed like everyone else, but they yep. think that you are the help. And once you say, "Hey, I am not," they're gonna look around and be like, "Who did you come here with? <laughs> Who knows with? you?" They're Who, gonna start yeah, whispering. I don't know nobody here that knows you. Because, yeah. uh, girl, I'm always here, and you're never here in the white section. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> well, yeah, it's 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 absolutely three levels, and it's not just three levels for. All the things that we've talked about, like it's just, it's just bad. It's just a bad it's movie. A bad it, just, movie. <laughs> it just hurts to watch. Like, I did not laugh once over the hour and forty minute runtime. Like, everything they did was so. And like, look, I love Martin Short. I want the best. I for know that man. what a casualty. What a casualty like, in this movie. They just told him be as broad as possible. Like when he screamed into the car window when he saw that, I was just like. Everybody's in a different movie. Uh, I don't really know. Yeah. I didn't go home, y'all. That made me laugh. Because Martin Short be doing the most. And that shit took me out. Yeah. Also, so I rolled my eyes. I rolled my <laughs> eyes. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I rolled my eyes. I was not in sober mind. So I did cackle. Because yeah. I forgot that motherfucker was like, huh? My man Martin was trying to save this movie. He was like, I know yeah. this shit trash. I know this shit trash. I wouldn't even involve myself if I didn't need an apartment on my apartment. You know what I'm saying? I pay rent. So he was, he was he was trying to help me. He saw me in the could. back of the theater and he was like, dog, I got you. I'm gonna bug my <laughs> eyes. I'm gonna hit my head on the door. We all gonna have a good time, but yeah. I'm so sorry for what's around me. Mm-hmm. Uh well, we're not sorry for, for this episode because it was terrific to have you guys on. Thank you so much yes, for joining us. This is us. wonderful. Very much appreciate you. Um and as oh. as we head out of here, please tell everybody where they can find you, where they can find the podcast, and give everybody a little bit of a recommendation for maybe something they should watch instead of Jungle the Jungle. Okay. All right. I'm here. Hi, guys. Uh, it is Jeff, <laughs> the 40-ounce connoisseur. Yes, I drink 40 ounces. I... Yes, yes. Uh, follow us at Girl That's Scary on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not giving people my personal Instagram because I am a menace. So, please follow us Girl That's Scary. <laughs> and... um. We have a website, www.girlthatscary.com and a Patreon as well. So if you go to Patreon backslash Girl That's Scary, you'll see us, all our bonus content and shenanigans and all that good stuff. Every Thursday, we have an episode where everywhere you listen to podcasts, so you can find us there. Um, a recommendation. Hmm. Since we're on the title of Jungle to Jungle, again, the the, the title itself was level one. Um, just <laughs> just mm. I'm going to think of something that happens in someone's island or something indigenous. If you, not even always indigenous, but 
there's a few things. So if you have Shutter, there's a few good things on there called Blood. One's Blood Quantum, where indigenous it's a zombie movie, and you have indigenous folk in there, oh. and they are like the stars of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like coming of age, Slashback is also good for indigenous folk as well. Um, La Llorona, not the curse of La Llorona, that Blumhouse thing. <laughs> La Llorona is another like political kind of drama ghost story that's really, really good. Um, you can catch Satan Slaves and Slayton Slaves Communion yes. and Pedagore. Like, shout out to, like, pet, like these are, uh, like, like the, a lot of these are on Shutter. So if you don't have Shutter, get a, get a little email, get a little trial, but remember to cancel mm. if you not want it. But I pay for it. Like, it's not even sponsored. I love horror, so all the good horror movies are really on there. Like, re, like the, if you want to see brown people, they have a lot of, like, the, you're not always going to get the black people. I'm not going to lie. Cause they have you know a horror noir section, but they be having four or five movies in there sometimes. And I'm like, girl, five, baby. I made a list of like seventy movies, and you mean tell me you got five? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, they have a lot of brown indigenous folk in there, so you can catch them there definitely. But watch that, watch Tales from the Hood. Always, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't care, ten stars. Um, watch <laughs> Tales from the Hood, and hmm, I want somebody to watch some. Watch Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. On Showtime. It's a really good show. Karen Kusama is excellent at writing. So check that out. Well, well, well. I was expecting you to mention something else. Um, Titan. Thanks exactly. for reminding me. That's what I'm Titan. <laughs> also, Julia DeCorno, uh, the director. Thanks for reminding me because you know, any excuse I get to watch, have people watch this movie, Titan, or yeah, Titan, as you, it, you can't even predict what's happening. And I love French yeah. Extreme. So mm-hmm. I like wild just French shit because they just be doing anything. They and do the most. Also, yes. And she also directed Raw mm-hmm. uh, 2016. That's on um, mm-hmm. the Netflix right now. And I just feel like I want to see what she do next. But watch Titan. If you want to see some freaky shit, <laughs> be prepared for some freaky shit, though. Don't go in here like, oh, I'm getting, about to get a thriller. That's not what you're getting, love. You're just no. some freaky shit. It's not safe for work. You're not watching this with the kids or your mama, neither. You need to watch it with people who you're willing to break the law with because y'all might have to <laughs> Yo. All right. Your watch friends the that time. you're dealing with. Yes. Cat, <laughs> uh, you got anything to add? Oh, well, you know, Jazz has named all the things, especially because she threw Titan, because I'm still leaning in on it. I don't care. (laughs) Um, So I'm just going to go with Hell House LLC, all of the movies. I don't give a fuck. That's just pretty much it. The first one is a yes, but we're just going to watch the rest because completionist. And because y'all need to get on y'all P's and Q's because they started filming a new movie and hope to God we find out what's going on in them tapes. Amen. Abaddon, let's get it. Karen, what do you what do you got? <laughs> Tell the people where to find you, and then anything you want to recommend. Uh, the people can find me at uh, Twitter, at, as long as that website's still around, and mm-hmm. IG at Dublipster eleven thirty eight. Follow me for the foolishness. Um, uh, recommendation. You know what I just saw last night, Jordan? And we quote this movie constantly on this podcast, but I just saw it for the first time. And you ladies might appreciate this too because it's a horror, but Blade. I'd never seen Blade. What? <laughs> I'd never seen Blade. I can't like, believe what? that. I I've only seen parts of it. Have you seen I've the second one? I've only seen parts of it. Never, never seen it. The, the second one. It's just as fucking good. It's just it's, as good. It's lit. Blade is great. Blade is great. Wesley Snipes credited martial arts coordinator on the movie. Like, and some motherfuckers 
still trying to ice oh, skate up. I'm trying to I'm trying to find the drop right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, tell everybody. Did you tell everybody where they can find you online? Uh oh yeah yeah uh, the Blitzer eleven thirty eight on Twitter and IG that follow me for the funnies uh yep and and for movie recommendations I yeah. you know I lace it with some letterbox here and there some sometimes all right well Cameron this is this is for you some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill <laughs> it sits sweet in your heart yeah. at the end of it's at the end of the movie yeah. which I love too it's like you watch the whole movie and then you get that gem at the end it's like yep chef's kiss really got it uh, and I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JRSOSA18, JRSOSA18. I will recommend uh, something completely off off base of all of this stuff, but it's uh, a graphic novel by two of my friends that just won the LA Times Graphic Novel Book Award. Uh, so Ooh. congrats to them. It's Wash Day Diaries, which is by Jamila Rouser and Robin Smith. And it's a book about black women and just like their daily lives and um you know, like obviously, you know, wash day is incorporated into that, but it is very much just like <laughs> it's it's funny, you know, but it's also very much so just like just seeing black women doing what they do and like their interpersonal relationships and their lives and all that stuff. Uh so definitely would recommend Wash Day Diaries. You can find that wherever you get your books at. Um you can get comics that I write also wherever you get your comics at. The milestone Talent Showcase is coming out from DC Comics on May 30th. You can go and get that wherever you get your comics at. Other comic stuff coming in the future. But you can find us at white underscore pod on Twitter. Again, as long as that exists, we should do something else. <laughs> we should figure out another another way. We'll, Probably Instagram it seems like the safest bet for now. Yeah, you're going to find us on Substack or, uh, <laughs> you know, wherever we're going to have to be, you know. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll figure that out. You can also email us at white... Uh, white people won't save you pod at gmail.com if you have any movie recommendations any thoughts about jungle to jungle or any of the other movies that we've yeah, covered sure your thoughts guys we're also trying to set up some some live watch situations so if you ever want to watch a movie with us we might get into something it, it, it'll be tough because i don't know if anybody wants to watch some of these movies with us we'll try to find good ones that are worth your time and not like yes we know this is a <laughs> we know this is a journalistic <laughs> effort on our parts <laughs> We ain't going to put you through that. But that's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back with more Cacassity next week. Peace. Peace. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved.